Hola, mi amigo. Oh, there we go. Almost us. Right, turn on my headphones. Oh, yeah. So I can hear you. I'm invading your personal space again. Yep. Welcome to the Greatest List Podcast, a show about music and lists. This season, your hosts Jason and Eric are counting down the top 25 guitar solos of the 80s and the top 25 guitar solos of the 90s. Think your favorite made the list? Tune in and find out. Take it away, boys. Welcome back to season two of Greatest Lists, a music and talk podcast featuring lists of the greatest songs of all time. I am Jason, your host for this episode. Joining me, as always, my co-host, Eric. How are you, man? I'm good, man. How are you? Doing very well. We are uh, just trucking along right here with the 90s, getting up Mm -hmm. to one of my favorite albums of the 90s, easily in my top five. This song is uh, off that album. Man, I cannot wait to talk about it. (laughs) So we're going to get into it. Just a quick reminder, Spotify Premium, go out and grab it, man, so you can hear these songs as we're... uh, talking back to you here but uh if not we're glad you're here too and find us on your uh, favorite podcatcher of choice uh our next pick we are doing the top 25 guitar solos of the 90s in this first half of season two and this one comes from 1992 at number 17 is the song rest in peace by extreme behind the music so the guitarist featured on this song is Nuno Bentoncourt. Uh, say that about five times fast. <laughs> uh, initially, he had little interest in music, wanting to become an actor and preferred to spend his time playing hockey and football. His first instrument was the drums, and he played them exclusively until his brother Lewis started teaching him guitar. Uh, his professional career began when he joined the Boston-based band Extreme in 1985. They released four albums in a six-year uh, six span between 1989 and 1995. Uh, Nuno is more than just the lead guitarist, though. He is also uh, a pianist. He plays keyboards, organ, background vocals on most of the songs, and also produces the orchestration. Man. Just uh, very, very talented. Can you imagine if he did not go into music? I mean, right, right, right. Freaking loss. In 1997, as Extreme was on hiatus, Nuno released his first solo album, which is called Schizophonic. Uh, It began. He actually began working on that five years earlier, and then in 1998, he formed the band Morning Windows which feature his nephew Donovan on bass. Mm -hmm. Uh, They released two albums in 98 and 2000 and were successful mainly in Japan and, of course, the New England area, since they're all from Boston there. Boston. Boston. In 2001, he formed Population One, in which he played most of the instruments instruments himself. Uh, He formed a touring band and later released an EP in 2004. But then due to legal issues, the band name change to drama gods in 2005 okay essentially dissolved in 2007 when nuno and two others from the band joined jane's addictions lead singer perry farrell for his new band called satellite party and they released one album Uh, shortly after extreme reformed 
and they have released three albums since then with their eighth in the works right now uh the new single is titled rise it's actually you can actually listen to it now and it's ridiculous nuno i mean uh he just from the uh interviews that i've read mm -hmm. he's kind of channeling his inner eddie van halen yeah and he wanted to i don't know necessarily if it's a tribute to him but he wanted to uh, uh pay his respects i guess you'll say on this eighth album and you can really hear it in that solo on rise which maybe we'll play for you at some point i can't wait to hear that whole album <laughs> it's gonna be so, so good uh nuno also the primary artist on the soundtrack for the 2008 movie smart people which starred dennis quaid and sarah sarah jessica parker i had not watched that movie or even you know, i haven't even heard of that movie heard yeah heard of it uh, until doing the research for that so mm -hmm. interesting that uh he has now dabbled into soundtracks. Hmm. So let's talk about some of Nuno's guest credits over the years because he's gotten around too, not quite as much as uh, Dave Navarro, but uh, he's credited with pr uh, providing the rhythm guitar on Janet Jackson's Black Cat in 1989, but only for the single edit and the video mix. So it's hmm. weird. Like if you look at the credits for that, he gets credit on a couple things there but like not the how weird the album uh the also, actual album mix so why would you have weird. him play rhythm guitar and not the solo for that song right i mean seriously <laughs> <laughs> so uh another interesting one he co-wrote and produced the song where are you going by extreme which appeared on the super mario brothers movie soundtrack <laughs> back in the 90s uh, oh nice yeah not to be confused with the new one you know yeah. But uh, he uh, joined Robert Palmer in the studio for his album, Honey. He's also written and recorded with Steve Perry, Tantric, Tony Braxton, and the Australian band Baby Animals. And he joined Rihanna on tour in 2009. And you might have noticed he reunited with her yeah. during the Super Bowl 57 halftime show this yep. year. I said that out loud and my wife did not even know what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so, and as far as his setup goes, uh, since 1990, he's been playing the Washburn N4, which he helped develop and is considered his signature model. Mm -hmm. So that's what he uh, plays. Let's get personal. All right. So Rest in Peace comes from Extreme's third album titled Three Sides to Every Story. Most considered a flop following up Pornography, which was double platinum. And Three Sides, it did get a gold record, so it sold 500,000 copies. But it was kind of a flop coming off of that uh, mega hit that Pornography was. Yep. Uh, I'm not sure how it was introduced. Uh, I know Mom had the More Than Words single. So I was aware of the band. And I'm guessing maybe MTV, because I do remember watching the music video for this one and for Stop the World, which probably led to me buying the cassette mm. uh it's weird to think of it as a cassette since it's more or less a concept album having three segments so you had to flip the cassette during the second <laughs> part you know of the albums but um later on i would go on and get the cd and you know get those songs more in context there you're not flipping a cassette but right anyway i played the crap out of this album in high school <laughs> it was the soundtrack of my senior trip 
We drove wow. from Central PA to a small college in upstate New York and then took a trek to Montreal. So that whole trip, I I brought probably two or three cassettes with me, but this one was the one I played the most. And uh, one of my close friends also enjoyed it. So we were kind of passing it around during the trip, you know, as we, as, as we do, you know, trying to find new music and things or, or mm -hmm. your favorite albums, maybe your friend has that you don't. So that was, that was my senior trip. This, this album in my ear. Nice. And listen, I do not use this word much when you're talking about music, but to <laughs> me, this album is a masterpiece. Wow. That's high praise. It is so good on it. There's so many different styles. I mean, there's full orchestra at times. Uh, the track Peacemaker Die has a good portion of Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech in it, mm -hmm. which was probably the first time I re was really exposed to the, more than, a, you know, whatever, a short clips on the radio or whatever they played back in the day. But there's a really long portion. Uh, they're, they're playing the main groove, and you're hearing his speech over top of it. It's incredible. And then uh, the album features, like, crazy effects too there's like a music box at one point um the the album starts with this drill sergeant yelling orders yeah. and then there's this little kid voices you know <laughs> i love get, that part even on this song you're, yeah. you're playing audio at the end that's this like playground yeah you know uh atmosphere with the kids uh the song cupid's dead there's actually a rap during the bridge so I, I don't know. The, I love the lyrics. The lyrics are so meaningful throughout. You're talking about war and politics and religion, just life in general. So many elements incorporated into their, you know, what I would call funky rock. Yeah. And there's so many different styles. There's You get the ballads, uh, but you get the wailing too, just the pure, almost metal rock, you know, that uh, drives you. And then you'll just stop and... It, it, and the the three parts do kind of flow together. I mean, you get the rock really at the beginning in that first part of the album. In the middle is you get a you get some ballads and more mellow stuff, and at the end is just kind of more concept stuff with the orchestra and all that. But oh gosh, I mean, there's so much <laughs> about this album, and knowing that Nuno was behind a lot of a lot of those <laughs> elements and orchestration and all that. It's just, it, I don't know, it wows me and it still wows me to this day, you know. Anyway, what is your exposure to, I guess, Nuno in general, but like uh, this album, the Three Sides album? Uh, you know, I, I probably would have to agree with what you said at the beginning that I kind of considered it a flop because of how just how amazing pornography was and how much I love that album. And we'll get into that probably next episode, but um, I still liked this album, um, but it just, it didn't, it was to me after hearing pornography for a couple of years and just being in love with that album, hearing this, I was kind of let down. But mm -hmm. with that said, I still loved it. And <laughs> I mean, I still went and saw, I, I saw them in concert for this album. So it wasn't like I was yeah. totally turned off. Um, but uh, it's got some great spots on it. I don't, you know, I'm not, I can't listen to it all the way through like I could the, the previous album, but it's got some great, you know, some great song. Like you said, Peacemaker Die. I like the first song, Warheads. That's that, that drill oh, sergeant. With yeah. The intro is great. Um, you know, so it's, 
I I like it. It's just not it. It was a it to me. It was a letdown because of okay. just, uh, just how amazing the previous album was. Um, but this is this is probably one of my two favorite songs on the album. Is mm-hmm. rest in peace. So yeah, I actually probably discovered this album before I listened to the the whole pornography album. So that's probably really? why I I like this one more. Yeah than the other one so yeah i had the singles i had the mom had uh, <laughs> the singles that's so more awesome. than words and yeah. uh wholehearted wholehearted yes yeah. she had yeah. both of those so that's what i knew and then when i get to this and hear that they rock and then i went back and finally got it probably in a columbia house deal <laughs> i was really impressed you know yeah. with a lot of that stuff so yeah and how did what was your experience like seeing him in concert? Do you remember anything? That oh was, yeah, uh, I mean it was well. Memorable? So yeah, Gary Sharon um, is one of only two people, two lead singers I've ever seen in concert that has a vocal solo in the middle. You know how everybody has like a guitar solo and a drum uh-huh. solo. He had a he had a vocal solo. Um, <laughs> it was ridiculous. The guy, I mean, the guy could sing. That's why I was so excited when he went to. Van Halen because I was like, oh god, this is going to be amazing, and then it flopped. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, the, their show was great, and they and they only they only did like four songs off of this album, um, okay, because it was brand new. I mean, it was just mm-hmm. it was just out, and they did uh, more from their first and second albums. Yeah, but it, but it was a great show. I mean, it was it was it was uh, I can't remember who opened up for them. I think it was Enough's Enough, um, who was good in their own right, but they were just but I mean, Extreme was just. They were ridiculous. You know, they're and all, was, every one of those guys were talented in their, you know, individual own rights. So if you put them all together, they can put on a great show no matter what they're playing. So, well, that's pretty crazy then, unless it was a smaller venue that they were headlining just with, you know, one album under their feet. And they're, well, no, they album. were, they were, it was a smaller, it was, it was, it's called the Zoo Amp. It was, it's a, mm-hmm. it's, an, it's an outside amphitheater at the, at the Oklahoma City Zoo. And they were there with enough enough. And there was one other band too. I don't remember their name though. They were they were forgettable. Um, <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> yeah. But but I saw them live for the previous album too for Pornography. I saw them twice in smaller uh-huh. venues for that too. So the breakdown. All right, so uh, this solo is ridiculous. You can hear how fast his hands are moving. You know, as you're listening to the solo <laughs> for this song, but it's got such a great melody, and I can sing it in my mind. It's one of those songs we always talk about. If you can sing yep. the the solo, then you're doing something right. Yep. But I think what I really love is there's just a natural flow right back into that main hook when he finishes up the solo, because that hook, you know, you hear it right from the beginning and throughout the song. And to go right back into that, it just really flows. And then you're back into the, the like, I think it's like the pre-chorus part uh, right after the solo. And then they're back into the chorus to end the song. But I just, I've always loved the strings opening the song. Yeah. Uh, it's just so unique. And then I love how the bass guitar really syncs up with the bass drum. And it's just got a real... Uh, crisp sound to it when you when he's hitting that bass and he's playing along the, the bass guitar with it yeah. it sounds really great and then yeah. yeah Nuno just has some tasty licks throughout the song too and the lead stays up again I hearing this in my headphones I can you can really 
you know get some more details in these mm -hmm. songs i've i've heard this song you know hundreds of times over the years mainly in the in the uh car as it's blaring in my ears but yeah you can really hear that his lead guitar stays up throughout the song and hear him under the verse and the pre-chorus and the oh, chorus. right right um he just drives a lot of these songs and instead of just coming in and doing a lick and getting out of you know like the verses and things to hear him playing under there i think is adds a lot to the song and then i love the acoustic fade up at the end too with the playground noise you know that fades out but it it's it's really it's when one song shows their versatility beyond just oh hey we're acoustic balladeers here but they kind of go back to that first album at the end and you start hearing you know a little bit of more than words style uh right at the end of the song which is yeah you know, i love that part. song yeah so, that, that acoustic part at the end that's yeah yeah that's really great so what did you or what do you like about the the solo and the song um I, the solo the my favorite part of the solo is right at the end when he's doing that that vamp on the outro before they go back into the the chorus he plays a little bit of voodoo the voodoo child lick at the end of it mm -hmm. Um, I, I've always loved that, that it just kind of, he just kind of throws that in there. I love that part. Uh, but you're right though. I mean, he, he, uh, the solo is ridiculous. It's, it's so, but I, the thing I like most about Nuno is how clean he plays, no matter how fast he plays. Oh gosh. Yeah. It's, you know, it's not, you know, a lot of guitar players will hide imperfections when they play fast by either using a lot of distortion or a lot of delay to kind of cover that stuff up, but he doesn't do that. I mean, he just, mm -hmm. you can tell how clean he plays while he's playing, you know, a million miles an hour. So, <laughs> um, you know, I, that's just, that's just what has impressed me most about him since I discovered him and, you know, off their first album. So, um, yeah, it's a great solo, very technical, yeah. very, very fast. I mean, there's not a single Nuno solo I've ever tried to try to play. I mean, <laughs> there's just yeah. no reason to do that and embarrass and myself. I just noticed too, really going back and watching videos this week and some live performances and things, how much he just uses all of his fingers up and down. He's not playing mm -hmm. power chords, you know, it's yeah. like he's hitting so many, so many strings and using all of his fingers yeah, uh, to to bring out a, a melody that's a lot more technical than probably what most people hear. Yeah, and his guitar style is just amazing. Yeah, he's very he's got a, a a huge amount of hand dexterity when he plays. He can skip strings. He plays fast. He can. I mean, yeah. so, even his licks that he plays on songs are just they're just ridiculous because he's so fast and so clean and has so much dexterity with his with the way he plays. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Just you know, watch that hand. Even in the new video that I've been watching now for a few days, the new song, mm -hmm. you can see how much he moves his hand. Oh yeah, and man, it's incredible, incredible. <laughs> All right, well, rest in peace comes in at number seventeen on our top twenty-five guitar solos of the nineties. As far as bonus songs go, this time I'm gonna play that "Stop the World" song from uh, Three Sides to Every Story. And it's got a great solo too. Mm. I just love the feel of that song, and it's it's got a false ending right in the middle when uh, Gary screams "Stop!" Yeah, and and it kind of the world, and they go right back into it, yeah. and 
I've always loved that part. It's such a great song. Also going to play a song from that Satellite Party band that Nuno joined up with Perry Farrell. Uh, the album that they released was called Ultra Payload. I had not heard this track before doing the research of this, but I really dig it. It's called Wish Upon a Dog Star. Nice. <laughs> Uh, real kind of funky, not what you would expect really from a rock band. And maybe that's Perry Farrell's influence. Yeah, I think but, that's probably uh, a lot of Perry Farrell. It's a, I, I'm surprised I had not heard this song before because it's really fun. So we'll play it for you uh, coming up here. Just stay nice. tuned. You'll hear the bonus songs in their entirety if you're listening with Spotify Premium. Other Spotify users, if you got the free version, you'll hear a little bit of it. Otherwise, use the song whip links in the show notes and that will connect you with the songs in your favorite music app if you like the show please subscribe of course leave us a rating in your favorite app uh, something we don't mention often is we're under that retro network umbrella and would love for you to go over to patreon and uh, patreon.com forward slash the retro network and uh, help support uh, the all the network all the shows under that umbrella and us, and you get your name in the show notes and some other fun perks there. Talk to us over there on Slack as we do pretty much every day, don't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, which is, it's a fun, uh, fun community over there on Slack for the Retro Network, all of our writers and podcasters. It is. It is. And uh, really enjoy that. You can find the Greatest Lists uh, episodes online at greatestlistspodcast.com. And you can also find us on Twitter at Greatest Lists if you want to connect with us. Eric will take over hosting duties for the next show, which will be a first for Greatest Lists. We're actually going back-to-back. -back. He hinted, hinted at it before there. We're going back-to-back <laughs> -back with Extreme. So get ready for another dose as Eric takes over and talk a little bit more about the band's history and not necessarily Nuno like I did in this episode. And of course, we'll be talking about a different album as well. But thanks for listening to The Greatest List. And we look forward to continuing our list of the top 25 guitar solos of the 90s next time. You've been listening to The Greatest Lists.